<laughs> yeah, I got like 65 Kelly Hinkles on a Zoom, right. all talking Hinkle over fest. each other. Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Tampa Bay Lightning. We are joined by Justin Godfrey of Raw Charge. Justin, how are you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. How are you doing today, Kelly? Hanging in there. Good. I'm having myself a lazy Sunday, which I'm very excited about because, as I'm sure it has been for you, the first couple of weeks of the season are a whole ass thing. It is. Do it, we do. Yeah, it's like <laughs> two days off, and then we're going to do a back to back, and it's yeah, it's try to ease into this whole thing right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Flyers are not really easing in as they're already hitting the Tampa Bay Lightning game three of the season. Um, it's a rough October, actually, for the Flyers. A lot of good teams in it. Um, but before we get into talking about this game, I just want to talk a little bit about the Lightning. Um, if you could kind of go through what they have done over the summer, kind of important additions and subtractions, uh, just the kind of stuff that you think that we should know on background. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, the biggest thing over the uh, offseason was, you know, as has been the last few years, they have salary cap issues. So they did have to cut out some of the uh, core players that uh, opponents may be familiar with. The big ones being Ryan McDonough, who was traded out to uh, Nashville. And then uh, Andre Palat, who signed with um, New Jersey as a free agent. So kind of replacing a couple of pretty big holes in their lineups. Um, one of the players they got back from the um, Predators, some Philly fans maybe remember, Philippe Myers. Uh, the big defenseman on the right-hand side. He's actually uh, made the top top six for the blue line, so he is oh, playing really? for him. Yep, he's okay. uh, on the third pairing right now. Uh, but he's played pretty well over the first three games. Um, hasn't made too many mistakes. Um, one of my things is if you don't notice a defenseman, it usually means he's doing a pretty good job. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, uh, and I haven't noticed Philippe Myers too much, so, so good for him. Um, and then uh, they also signed... Um, Ian Cole, who's been suspended for the first two games uh, due to some allegations of sexual misconduct. Uh, he was, I guess they just ended the um, investigation yesterday, so there's a good chance he may make his season debut against the Flyers on Tuesday. So that's kind of the big signings for him. Uh, up front, they kind of replaced from within with uh, a couple of rookies on the roster in Gabriel Fortier and um, Cole Kepke coming in. To fill that kind of Andre Palat, they also signed an old friend in Vlad Nemestikov, who had started his career with the Lightning before traveling the league for a while. Uh, he's back and playing a um, third-line center role, which kind of fills in. Uh, they also have Anthony Sorelli, who's out until probably early December with a shoulder injury that he picked up in the Stanley Cup final last year. So a couple holes that uh, needed filling. They've off, been off to kind of a so-so start. But, uh, you know, it's still early, so not too worried about how they're playing yet. Yeah, this early in the season, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, the Flyers are, are 2-0, and so, you know. Hey, it's, it's that power <laughs> of Philly sports right now. I mean, everybody knows uh, Philly. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty – it's kind of hilarious how bad the Flyers are kind of organizationally at this moment <laughs> when, like, literally every team – like all the way down to the major league soccer team are like having the best seasons ever, um, but it's extremely flyers. But um, yeah, I wanted to talk about these first few games for the lightning. Um, they've won one lost two, as you said, not really that big of a deal this early on as everyone's still kind of feeling things out. But um, 
I did hear they looked kind of bad against the Rangers, particularly bad against the Rangers. Uh, they also, I think the other loss was to the the Penguins. Is that right? Yep, last night, yeah. yeah, little six-two loss, which never looks great on the scoreboard. Um, and honestly, both their, both those games, he was close going into the third period. Um, they were tied with the Rangers, one-one. And at five five v five, they were actually pretty good. Um, they just had problems sustaining chances, uh, and then their special teams was a was a train wreck. Uh, they gave up a shorthanded goal early to uh, Mika mm. Zibanejad. Uh, then power play goal late in the game that kind of swung things. Um, it's kind of been the biggest thing I've noticed is their their penalty killing. Um, McDonough and Palat were huge on their penalty kill, yeah. so they just really haven't found a replacement yet. I think they've only given up two power play goals, if I know off the top of my head. But their opponents have spent a ton of time in the zone. Um, I think. God, there's at least two or three penalties where it seemed like the the penalty penalty killers were out there for the entire two minutes, just trouble clearing the zone, stuff like that. And it's little things like that that have been bothering them is simple plays, not making clears, um, getting pinned back in their zone and kind of leads to sustained offense for the other team. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of just little things. Which is interesting because, like, I I always think of Tampa – as one of those teams that's just like a well-oiled machine, like that they don't make those kinds of like simple screw ups. But I guess when you lose some guys and you bring some new guys in, you're going to have a little bit of a, a learning curve while everyone's trying to figure everything out. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think that's kind of where they're at now. Uh, preseason, they didn't really play the top liners that much. They only played yeah. together one game. Um, so it, there is definitely still a gelling process going on. And I'm, Honestly, I was kind of happy to see some early games, the back-to-back, just to get the repetitions out there. Uh, the win they had against Columbus, they look like the Lightning people are familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, really crisp and clean with the puck, possession. I mean, they absolutely dominated the possession time uh, stats in that game. And then um, they were doing pretty well early against the Penguins and then just kind of fell apart and uh, got caught trying to pass the puck. And I think they just got a little frustrated afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know... As much as we hate to say it, Pittsburgh is still a pretty good team. Um, so if you it's give them just, chances, yeah. Could they just stop? Just once. You know, I was kind of hoping this would be the start of the breakup with yes. like Latang and Malkin. And, but no, they had to bring him back just no. to annoy the rest of the league for another year at least. Like, honestly, you guys, <laughs> just go away. Them and the Capitals. It's like every year I'm like, this is the year one of these teams is not going to be good. And yeah. then they just. Ovechkin has to stop scoring at some point. But You no. would think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you would think eventually. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're just going to like, he'll be 55 years old. They'll just like, someone will shove him from the bench into that spot at the top of the circle and he'll just fire away, you know, 35 goals. Exactly. He'll go out the there with like, those walkers that, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the kids skate with and you yeah. know, just post up and then fire, you know, a 105 mile an hour slap shot and score. So. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be great for all of us. Um, so I do want to talk a little bit about Philippe Myers just because, um, you know, Flyers fans are familiar with him. I don't think anyone was super bummed about the trade when it happened because uh, Myers had kind of regressed a little bit. He was starting to struggle. We got Ryan Ellis, which at the time we thought was like a very cool thing. Um, now all of this in hindsight has become a bit of a, an annoyance. And <laughs> we, I mean, Myers didn't do anything remarkable in Nashville while he was there. Um, but all of us kind of at Broad Street Hockey are kind of joking to ourselves that like 
you know, the lightning being what they are as an organization are going to, you know, turn Philippe Myers into a top four, you know, shut down ridiculous defensemen. And we're all going to uh, want to throw ourselves into the river. Um, but it, I mean, I'm kind of glad to see him doing well. Do you expect that he's going to be a main fixture on this team for the whole season? Or do you think this is kind of just like a testing thing with him? Uh, I do think um, he's got a chance. Uh, right now, Zach Bogazian is also out with a shoulder injury. Um, so when he comes back, he plays the right side as yeah. well. So it's going to come down to pretty much either uh, Myers or Cal Foote that's going to start seeing time in the press box. Uh, right now, Foote is up on the top line with Victor Hedman. It's kind of been a mixed result of it. Um, so honestly, I wouldn't be surprised – to see Myers get some time with Hedman at some point. I think he's played well enough that he may bump up from the third pairing. Um, and there's something that the Lightning really liked about his game. When the trade went down, we all pretty much assumed that they were just going to buy him out mm-hmm. uh, for the That's, cap relief. I, yeah, we all thought that too. And they ended up signing him. They actually extended him um, to a contract that actually pays him a little bit less than what he's getting this year. So they, there's something in him that they see. And uh, general manager Julian Brisois mentioned that um, when they, they did the uh, extension, I believe that they think there's some tools that they could work with there. They like his side size mm-hmm. and like his ability to skate. And um, you know, they, they did it kind of with the Jan Ruta a couple of years ago when they, when they traded for him from Chicago, he was kind of had that, you know, that tag of, maybe not living up to his potential. And he came in and he did a really solid job for, I think, four years, three years, something like that. Um, so, yeah, I give the credit to their scouting department, yeah. pro and amateur. Um, they, they they have a really good job of finding players that fit their system. And Myers could be the next one that, that kind of does that. So I, I honestly we'll wouldn't – I wouldn't be surprised. I was a big Philippe Myers fan um, early on. I kind of have a feeling that – the problems that he had here are probably more indicative with the Flyers organization than Philippe Meyer. So I really wouldn't be surprised to see him thrive in a place like Tampa where, you know, player development seems to go really well. Coaching, very solid. Lots of good players to learn from. Like, I I really wouldn't be surprised to see him be a very good player for you guys. Yeah, yeah. That definitely would, uh, would help ease the blow of losing McDonough a little bit as well, so... Right. So um, outside of Philippe Myers, are there any players that uh, in these first three games have been particularly impressive to you? Uh, well, Steven Stamkos is off to another hot start. Um, another one. Another one that will another never one. just stop he does being. It again. I know. He will just not stop yeah. being good. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, you know, I wrote a little earlier this year, kind of in the preview. I was like, you know, how, you know, age, the age comes for all of us at some time. And you got to start wondering when, you know, Stamkos is going to slow down a bit, but he had a career year last year. First time he ever, you know, broke a hundred points. Uh, he's off to four goals in three games this year. And it's just fun watching him play. You know, he, it's kind of like Ovechkin. It's like, he's going to set up in that left circle. He's going to hit a one timer and he's going to, you know, dare the goalie to stop it and kind of wonder how long he's going to keep getting away with it. But he does. Um, so just to see him keep playing like at that level, Kind of want to see uh, Braden Point tore his quad in the opening round last year of the playoffs. Okay. And uh, it was kind of a question mark of how he was going to come back, but he's been flying up and down the ice. Uh, so I want to see a full season out of him. Same thing with Kucherov. Um, you know, he's had his injury problems over the last couple of years. 
But when he's in the in the lineup, I mean, he's still as dominating as as anyone else in the league. So I'd love to see you know seventy nine to eighty games out of him. Uh, same thing with Point, and just to see what this team can do when all of their players are are actually healthy. Yeah, um, it's not surprising to hear those names. Those, I, I mean, the Lightning are just absolutely stacked, top to bottom. With yep. Um, so that's kind of the veterans. Uh, Cole Kepke, who I mentioned earlier, uh, is a rookie coming up. Uh, he put up 20 goals last year in Syracuse in his first year in professional hockey. And he kind of adds an element that the Lightning haven't really developed over the last few years, um, which is a, you know, a forward who can actually put the puck in the net. Uh, they're really good at developing those third, fourth line, kind of grinded out centers. People are tough to play defensively, but uh, not necessarily someone who could be a 20-goal scorer in the league. So we're mm-hmm. kind of looking forward to that with Kepke is he can kind of help usher in the next generation of, of lightning scorers, maybe fill a role on the top six that as the other players start to age out a little bit. Has anyone looked disappointing so far? Uh, not really off the top of my head. Um, Mikhail Sergachev, uh, who kind of steps into the role as the second line or second pairing uh, defenseman on the left side. Signed a big extension this year, um, eight years, bunch of money. Uh, does have a tendency, he has all the talent in the world, but kind of gets into his own head sometimes, I think, and tries to do too much. Uh, so you'll see some bad turnovers from him. He's kind of been off to a scuffling start a little bit this year um, against the uh, Rangers. I think he had, a, he had a turnover that kind of led to some problems. Um, so overall, that's... It's so early to, to say anyone's really been disappointing because it's just a three-game stretch. Um, I did make the mistake of going out to Reddit after the, the game last night and uh, read that somebody wants to start looking into trading Kucherov because he has too many turnovers this year. Oh, boy. And it's just like, yeah, it's like I get passion and stuff, but let's have a little common sense. It's three games into the season. The guy's your second-leading scorer already, and – yeah, he's going to turn the puck over because it's on his stick all the time. So, yeah, relax, yeah. people. It's, it's going to be okay. Reddit, so. is, Reddit is somehow, as many hot takes as you see on Twitter, somehow Reddit finds a way. Exactly. It's, I, tell, yeah, I tell myself two things. Don't read the comments and don't go to Reddit. And yet every night I'm doing it and it's just, you know, it's crazy. I don't know why I do it, but hey, good for them. You know, it helps them get their emotions out. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so I know it's not really a big deal when Vasilevsky is your starter, but um, any worry about that, like six goals that Brian Elliott let in against the Penguins, or is it just like one of those things? It's just kind of one of those things. He was actually really good the first two periods. Um, okay. It probably could have been a lot worse, to tell you the truth. Um, and Elliott does what Elliott does. He plays once a week. Um, once every two weeks comes in and he, he does what a backup is supposed to do is give the team a chance to win. Um, Lightning were down one goal going into the third period yesterday. Mm. And um, so I'm not, you know, if Brian Elliott struggles a little bit, there's not much in the system afterwards, but I think he's, you know, he's a professional. He's done this for a couple of years now. Um, and he, I'm not super worried. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, he's the backup goalie. He's right. He's going to, He's not going to make the saves Vasilevsky makes, but he is going to give them a chance to um, to win the game, and that's all you can really ask for when he plays. You know, the fifteen to twenty games or whatever he's going to play this year. 
Right. We always used to say if if you're trying to play Brian Elliott more than 20 games, like something has gone terribly wrong. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If Vasilevsky gets hurt, then, you know, just, right. <laughs> you know, start looking into this Connor Bedard guy and see how good he is. So, <laughs> Listen, we have enough competition in the <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's funny. I had to double check because they traded their, their uh, first two uh, picks for the next couple of years to uh, Chicago in the Brandon Hagel deal. And, but they are lottery protected, so if it's a top oh. ten pick, the Lightning get to keep it. So they Which could be in the hard sweepstakes. I, I mean, stupid Chicago! I it's so annoying the way they so obviously just decided, like, all right, we're just going to ice an ECHL team for the season. See how she I goes. <laughs> yeah, like at least Eric, give Arizona credit over the last few years. They kind of, you know, hey, we signed Phil Kessel. You know, it's they're kind of trying. Yeah, Chicago's like, nah, we're good. Yeah. We're just going to sit this entire season out. Yeah, That's but we're still going to charge you full price for your tickets, but, you know. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so outside of the superstars that we all know on the Lightning, is there any particular player that might be a little bit more under the radar that we should keep an eye on? Uh, let's see. Um, I would say, uh, yeah, keep an eye on Brandon Hagel. Um, we just mentioned him. He, he came over in that trade. Uh, him and Nick Paul are probably the two. They were the two big deadline pickups last year. Uh, and Paul, Nick Paul is kind of just all over the ice. Uh, he spent the first part of his career up in Ottawa. Probably didn't get much press as they were quite bad at the time right. he was up there. Came on really strong in the playoffs last year. Uh, he's been bumped out. He's a, I think he's a natural center, but he's been bumped out to the wing uh, on the second line. He's playing with Stamkos and uh, Alex Killorn. Mm-hmm. And uh, he hasn't scored yet, but he's, he's, he's just one of those guys you notice all the time. He's in on the four check. Uh, he's clogging up the neutral zone, um, and he'll get his chances. Uh, Brandon Hagel scored 20 goals last year in 50 games with the Blackhawks, came over to the Lightning, uh, was asked to do a different role, was bumped down to like the third line, kind of asked to play a little more defensively. So he didn't put up the, the offensive numbers people were expecting. Still played really solid. If you look at his possession stats, he was fine. This year, um, they did. They, he is on the top line right now. Uh, the last two games, he's playing with Point and Kucherov, and they've they've had a really strong start to the season. I think they've only scored once, but their possession they're like sixty percent uh, shot attempts for uh, expected goals. They're way up there as well. So mm. it's just a matter of time. And he's one of these guys. A lot of he, he, every team's got to have a scapegoat, and I think uh, for a lot of fans, Hagel is just because he hasn't put up the offense yet. But he's only twenty four. He's young. They got him signed. They got him under contract, I think, for this season and next as an RFA cheap. He's he's kind of finding his role in the Lightning, and he's one of those guys you'll notice a little bit. Uh, Nick Paul, you'll notice a lot on the ice. So those are kind of two people that don't always get the press, uh, but are kind of key parts of that Lightning system where it's going to be a, a hard four check, and they're going to make it tough for the other players to to keep the puck and then turn it over into offense. Just kind of as an aside, because Nick Paul is one of those guys that in last year's playoffs was kind of like, who is this guy? Where did he come from? Yeah. <laughs> Why is he like all over the ice? Like I, I definitely noticed Nick Paul. Um, but were, were you surprised that they signed him as long as they did? Or, or were you into that move? A little bit, um, just because they do have a lot of players like him in the system um, where he's not going to be a, you know, a top, well, he, I guess he is a top line guy because he's on the second line, but, um, you know, these guys that play the 200 foot game and 
can uh, distract opponents. I did think it was kind of odd to, to see him sign for that long. I mean, it, it's a decent cap hit. I'm not too worried about the cap hit, especially if it goes, the you know, if the salary cap goes up in what next year or the year after next. So I think they just really liked his game. And uh, Brisbane is not afraid to pull the trigger on someone he thinks fits the system. Um, you know, they locked him up. They locked up Sorelli. They locked up Chernak. They locked up Sergeyev. So they went out and they they signed up all the guys they think are going to fit and take this team into the next generation of stars. Well, no, you know, it's even hard to say that they're stars, but they're just really good players. So it's one of those the things. Was, where... The term was a little interesting just because of his age, but yeah. you know, they're not going to be afraid to do it. And one thing I've noticed is when they make these trade deadline deals, they often target players that they want to keep. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a rental. It's not a one and done. I think the only one that they really did that with was David Savard, um, who they picked up a couple of years ago, and then he signed with Montreal in the following offseason. But it's you know Blake Holman that they they kept for a couple of years. Uh, same thing with um, Barkley Goodrow. Uh, you know, they they didn't just sign him for one year. These guys come in. If he's going to give up all these you know draft picks and all that stuff, they want him to stick around for a while. It's one of those things where like. From the outside, it's easy to be like, oh, wow, like that's kind of crazy for a guy that had, you know, one really good playoffs. But then also, like you look, you just look at the history of what your front office has done and it's hard to like doubt that they don't know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like it's not like a Chuck thing where like they do a thing and you're like, oh, no, is this going to be good? Like it's kind of hard to doubt Breezeball when he's been able to ice a team this good for this long with a salary cap. It's, it's yeah, yeah, and it's you know it's kind of a trust in Breezeois. Um He learned from Eiserman, Steve Eiserman, who was there mm-hmm. before him, and uh, they just don't make many mistakes in the in the yeah. front office. Um, so while the moves may be weird at the time, you're like, okay, hey, it's everything else has worked out. I mean, there are two banners hanging in the in the stadium now, so we'll take right. that. And... Right. <laughs> so that that always helps ease those kind of doubts a little bit. So yeah, sounds nice. Um, cannot, cannot relate. (laughs) One day, one day. Maybe. Um, I guess the last thing that I will ask you, as I ask everyone, is for a score prediction for the final in this game. All right. Let's see. Tuesday, home opener for the Lightning. Oh, did not realize that. Yeah, it's the home. They started three games on the road. So, uh, this will be the first, uh, first home game. Uh, I'm saying, let's see, uh, I'm going to go with 4-3 in overtime, Lightning win. 4-3 in overtime. I'm going to right. you, if the Flyers take the Lightning to overtime it, at the Lightning's home opener, I'm going to be so excited. So I, <laughs> I'm not even going to get mad at that prediction. I didn't realize it was a home opener. I'm, okay, so the Flyers, the first two games, I was lucky enough to go to. I'm nice. a very sick person in that no matter what happens over the summer, there comes a point at the beginning of the off season at which I convince myself that the Flyers are going to win the Stanley Cup. It, like facts, irrelevant. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Based on vibes, I conclude that they're definitely going to win, um, which is kind of where I'm at right now, only because they won their first two games, which I did not expect at all. Sorry about the sirens. It's Philadelphia. That's all right. Um, that said... <laughs> I looked, oh my Lord. Okay. When I looked at the schedule and I saw this game on it, I was like, okay, that's the one. If they win this game, like I'm going to 
Like, there's just no getting me off of this. You're putting, you're putting your deposit in for playoff tickets, right? Right, exactly. I'm going to be, like, uh, you know, placing bets on apps, even though I don't know how to do it. I'll be, like, yeah, putting deposits in on playoff tickets. Like, I'll, I'll just be a, a insufferable. Um, so I am going to hedge my bets and say that the Flyers will lose this game, but in a way that doesn't make us feel bad about it in the way that you see where they're hanging with the lightning at home, maybe take it to overtime and you can say to yourself, you know what? Okay. I'll take that. That's not so bad. Yeah. Got a point. We got a point. We're moving forward. Yeah. Still technically undefeated. Right. Exactly. I, I, I do think that they will probably, there's just something about the home opener. You know what I mean? Like every team just comes out flying and I'm assuming that's exactly what the lightning will do. So I'm going to say that the flyers will lose, but it's going to be like a three to one loss or something like that. But in the way that we can feel good about, like maybe the third goal is an empty netter. There you go. Or or something like just a loss that we can accept as a fan base is what I'm going to go with. That's I like that. I like that. You gotta, you know, can't win everything, but you know, if you could lit, if you could lose with your held held, Head held high, then right. God bless you. Exactly. And also, I honestly, like just for my own mental health, I probably can't get too excited about the Flyers. I, I, <laughs> it's too I, early. It's too early in the season. It's too early. Like the facts being what they are, they're probably going to be very bad. But for now, I'm allowing myself to be a little bit of a sicko. So we'll I, I will say, though, you know, as someone who's lived through the John Tortorello experience, um, A, it's a fun ride. Um, B, he does an excellent job of getting more out of some of the lesser talent in the yes. league. Yes. Uh, now with superstars, it's a little, little different because he kind of brings everybody to one level of playing. Mm. Um, but he does a really good job of bringing up uh, teams that maybe you look at it on the roster. You're like, well, I don't know how good they're going to be. But he somehow finds it, especially in his early days with the team when he's yeah. first in there and people are still buying in. But yeah, the Tortorella experience, it, it, it's wild. It, it's great. Uh, I mean, the man says what he thinks, and uh, for good and for bad, but uh, it makes for entertaining coverage. I have to say the the frankness out of him is very yeah. refreshing. Yeah, and it, it's one thing where um, I was talking with somebody, one of the Columbus people who covers for SB Nation, this is a while ago, and it's he gets a lot of attention for the sound bites, you know, the quick answers and um, but if you ever listen to like a pregame show with him, something where he sits down and talks with a reporter for a half hour, he is really smart about this game of hockey. And yeah. he kind of lays out why he does things that he does. And those interviews are, you usually learn something out of them. Um, it's the after game stuff that, you know, kind of gets him in trouble a little bit when he's, he's speaking with a little emotion, but yeah, a lot of the pregame stuff, a lot of the off ice stuff where you hear him, um, I know Craig Kustens wrote a book a few years ago where he interviewed a few coaches and Tortorella is one of them. And it's, mm-hmm. you read it and it's like, you know, this guy knows what he's doing. He's, he's got his system. He's going to put it in and he's not going to take anyone telling him, you know, to do it different. He's going to do his way. And if you buy into it, great. If not, well, you know, have fun sitting on the bench. So. Yeah. I have to say I was a little bit worried. Um, only because some of the stuff that he said with during his time as an analyst on television was a little bit like, oh, like, yeah, 
like, why do you hate fun so much? But um, That's right. I have to say, like, hearing him talk about hockey since he's been here, it's kind of like, you know what? I'm kind of into this. Like, he, yeah. he doesn't seem to be like the dinosaur that I think we were all fearing that he was going to be. Yeah, yeah, and that's that. That's his his thing. Is you know he has grown. I mean, from when he was a coach with with the Lightning to what he is now, and you know I always take that the TV stuff a little bit, you know, with a grain of salt. You know, they're they're yeah. trying to you know manufacture opinion and stuff like that, and I don't right. think that's his best role out there. But uh, yeah, he's 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 a good guy. I, I think honestly, he's a good guy. Um, he does seem like but, a genuinely nice man. Yeah. He likes dogs, so I mean. <laughs> Can you really hate anybody who really likes dogs? So right. it's, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you'll be in for five or six good uh, sound bites, and whenever they play the Rangers, I'm sure Larry Brooks is going to come out of the oh, the works just to needle him a little bit, and you know, those are the best interactions. If nothing else, uh, it'll be fun. So exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, Justin, thank you so much for doing this. If you would like to, you can tell the people where they can find you on the internet. Uh, pretty much just on Raw Charge. Um, don't really have a Twitter presence, uh, but yeah, all my writings over on Raw Charge for the Lightning. Uh, and if you ever follow us on Game Day on our Twitter, which is just at Raw Charge, and you see a bunch of gifts and irreverent postings during the game, that's me. If it's actual <laughs> analysis, that's Geo. Um, so yeah, thanks for the time. You know this this was fun. Thank you so much. I hope that you enjoy the game. Um, hopefully they. They give us a little bit of a good hockey game. If the Flyers can, so. it'll be a good one. Yeah. yeah. It should be entertaining. So I think I think it'll be a good game. So enjoy All right. it. Thank you again, Justin. Everyone, I hope you enjoy the game. We'll see what the Flyers can do in Tampa. Go Flyers. Go Lightning.